What are those priceless gifts that money can't buy? Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time, creating memories with your children. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, the story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome, which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Hey friends, this is an episode of A Few Minutes with God, and today we're going to talk about Pentecost. You've heard it said, the truth can set you free, and on Pentecost, the apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit and became emboldened, speaking in tongues, in languages they didn't know. How can we be filled with this spiritual influence and use it in our everyday lives to go out and to proclaim the good news. I want to thank our sponsor, Media Angels. You can find more books at MediaAngels.com or you can head over to Amazon. Um, if you look under my name, Fully Skirwitz, you will find all the books I've written um, as well as A Few Minutes with God and another book, One More Child, that you might enjoy. You can find today's show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. Look for Pentecost episode 143. And there you're going to find some other links of some podcasts I did on the topic of the Holy Spirit. You'll find them there in the show notes. Well, as I stated in a previous podcast, I had a revelation that without the Holy Spirit, it's difficult for us to understand faith and to understand biblical principles. What's so clear to me may seem fuzzy to some, and what's so clear to my pastors or teachers that I hear talking about, you know, Christianity might be difficult for me to understand. I feel like we have different levels of understanding. Um, We have our minds open depending on where we are in our walk with the Lord, and I kind of think of it like academics. For some, calculus might be easy, or for others, writing a 20-page essay might not be that difficult. But some of us might look at those topics and say, oh my gosh, I couldn't do either one of them. But what do we need? We need to study. We need to research. We need to understand. But in faith, we need something more besides reading and researching and trying to understand. We need our minds opened by the Spirit of God. With faith, we understand that we're capable of understanding at a specific time and place. Where are we in our growth with the Lord in our faith walk? But one thing I've always been in awe of is the faith of a child. 
my grandchildren sometimes tell me things that leave me breathless. And it's about their thoughts about God. And I'm just amazed at the depth of their feelings. That, my friends, is a gift. And guess what? It's a gift freely given to all of us. The answer to this call is totally up to you. If we look at the Holy Word of God in the Bible, we'll see that throughout salvation history, God the Father revealed himself to us. How did he do this? We see it in the garden when he walked with our first parents. Can you imagine walking with God? And they still messed up, and they had God the Father there with them. We see it when they sinned against God, and he prophetically shared in Genesis 3.15, the coming of a son, and I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers, and he will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. This is a foreshadowing of the coming of Christ who would defeat evil. In the Old Testament, we continue to read about a God who led an imperfect people. But as we read, we see Jesus as we see the Father. And after Jesus rose from the dead, he sent the Spirit at Pentecost that we celebrate on Sunday, seven weeks after Easter. It's a reminder to us about the ability to be ready at all times for that infilling of that Holy Spirit, which will open your mind and your heart to all that is good. What is the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit in your life? On Pentecost, we Christians celebrate this awakening and awareness of the understanding of who God was, of what he taught to the apostles. Their minds were open, but so are ours. We see that in our imperfection, we are made whole. We are loved by the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. When we pray, we're opening ourselves up to the gifts that are greater than anything we can ever imagine on earth. And if you are like me, your imagination can be grand. How can we stay in our complacency when our eyes have been opened to the glory that is available freely from God. You hear me say it's available freely often, don't you? Because everyone thinks that anything of value can't possibly be free. But the most valuable gift that we can ever get in our life is a gift from God. He is ready with all the gifts of the Holy Spirit and waiting for us to open our hands so that he can give them to us. Not the neighbor down the street, Not the other people you think are more worthy, but to you, to each one of us. If we continue to live our lives on our own terms, there can be no change in us for the better. I hear all these talks about being the best person you can be, but at what cost? So many people walk around miserable and unhappy. They really think that it's up to them to make their own fortune or their own happiness. I've heard people say that. And yes, it's a choice to be happy, but it's also a choice to follow God and to accept the gifts that he wants to give you. Because happiness, true happiness, is based upon faith. It is deep down. It is a realization that we're not alone, but we are in the care of the Heavenly Father. Do you live on your own terms? Are you really open to the glorious blessings that the Almighty has in store for you? What about the gifts of the Spirit? 
God is greater than all the kings and all the kingdoms of this world. All the great men and women that we see or we hear about because they're famous. And God doesn't puff himself up or tell you how important he is. No, he came to us in humility. He came as a man and a divine man at that. Just like man except sinless. Do you want to get to know God? Do you want to get to know Jesus? Well, humility is your key. Years ago, I met a man whose father held a very important position and was a remarkable man. He was a man of intellect. And he was knighted by the Queen of England and was now known by the title of Sir. And so I teased this friend of mine and I said to him, so do we have royalty in our home? You know, his father had died some years past, but he humbly smiled and said something like, only in Christ are we truly heirs to the kingdom. And friends, that resonated with me. He could have gone around telling people, you know, my father was knighted by the Queen of England, but he didn't. He realized where his true kingdom was, and that is in heaven. Christ did not shy away from humility in the life he lived with Joseph and Mary, the life of a poor carpenter. God could have claimed all the riches on earth, yet he lived among the people who were detached from worldly goods. He also didn't leave us alone. He promised the Advocate, the Holy Spirit. You should read Acts 2, the entire chapter, but it talks about the effects of the Holy Spirit among the 12 disciples that were hidden in the upper room, where it was believed that there were others, including Mary. She had been left under the care of, the, of John, the apostle, by Jesus at the foot of the cross. If he was hiding out in the upper room, don't you think he would have brought Mary? He wouldn't have abandoned the mother of our Savior. You can read about the apostles speaking in tongues because that is what we typically read and hear. But I want to point out Acts 2, 17 through 20. It's a reminder of the prophet Joel from the Old Testament. The New Testament we are reminded over and over again as a fulfillment of the Old. Acts 2, 17, 20 says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And again, this is, was spoken by the prophet Joel, which was exactly what was happening on the day of Pentecost, right? They were able to perform signs and wonders and miracles and spoke in a language that they didn't know. Some think the Holy Spirit was only for then, not now, but that's not true. When, when Jesus rose up into heaven, he said... I will not abandon you and leave you alone. I am sending you. And that's what he sent, the Holy Spirit. Let's look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They are wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, fortitude, piety, and fear of the Lord. But let's look at what comes after these gifts. 
And after these gifts come the fruit of the Spirit, especially for those who are open to God in their life. Scripture always tells us that we can judge things, right? We can judge the motivation or intentions of others by the fruits that they are showing. If you say you're a Christian, how are you showing it? Just in word? Or are you showing it in deeds? In Galatians 5, 22 through 23, we read, But the Spirit... But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Friends, we can't do it alone. I pray this for you today as a new beginning of all things that are impossible for us. But with God, all things are possible. Let's pray. Dear God and Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we ask for an infilling of all the gifts of your Holy Spirit, not so that we can boast, but so that you can be glorified. Help us to grow deeper in the love of you. Help us to be detached from the things of this world and know that you hold the meaning of joy and of a fulfilled life. I ask for the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit, so I can better serve you each day. I ask for the following prayer requests and intentions. Dear Lord, if it is your will, I ask that these requests and intentions be heard in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, afewminuteswithgod.com, and your podcast page on afewminuteswithgodpodcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.